If you are living in a space of being weighed down by your clutter, in your home, business, mind, or body, do you realize you are blocking the ability to receive in all areas? Would you be willing to learn the tools to change all that? What if you realized that the clutter in your life was created by you? Listen now to Infinite Energies, where you receive new perspectives to open up and release the barriers to create the life you always knew is possible. Now, here is the host of Infinite Energies Radio Show, Lisa Bennett. Hello, hello, everyone. I am so happy today for so many reasons. Uh, first, I am sitting here in my office looking out at the sun that's beaming in through the window. We have had not the nicest weather for about three days little mini tornadoes and lots of energy and different things, hail, rain. So I'm very, very, very happy, as my body is as well, to wake up and know that the sun is out, the birds are singing, and what a great day for a radio show. So for those that um, don't know me, my name is Lisa Bennett, and I'm an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator, which for people that don't know what access is, it's actually a modality to work with energy and creating more consciousness on the planet. And uh, uh, that came to me many years ago. And it's, it's something that I've married with all the other things that I've um, um, trained in. And, and uh, I love working with energy. I love working with spaces. And I'm a feng shui master, so I love to manipulate and play with the energy of a space. Uh, spaces have always talked to me as have bodies. So I love to work with uh, doing hands-on healing work with bodies and and, uh, also facilitating classes and empowering people to know that they have the capacity within themselves to shift whatever's going on within their body or whatever's going on within their space and or relationships or business or health or money flows or all of the above. So it's it's really fun, and uh, I I'm blessed to be able to be meeting people from around the world who uh, add to my life and add to um, my business and and uh, vice versa that I'm able to um, add to what they're doing in their lives. And one of those amazing people that I've met through my travels and 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 around the world is uh, Sadie Rose Lake, who is. Uh, has become a great friend. We have lots of fun together, and she is blessed to be on our show to talk about creating conscious spaces. She, as well, is also an Access Consciousness Certified Facilitator. Uh, She teaches classes, as well as working with bodies. And Sadie, welcome. And if there's anything else that I've missed, please please go ahead and share. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you're great. It depends on what day we're talking, because some days it's like, oh, I'm this, and then other days it's like, oh, wait, I'm all this stuff, too. (laughs) Yes, a wife, a mother, Molly maid, the cook. I know. I joke that jack of every trade. Yeah. I just do it all. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So today we're we're uh, the 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 subject that we're we wanted to talk about and this came up with talking with Sadie is is desiring to create a generative creative relationship that turns on your mind, body, business and sexy and kind. And so 
bless Sadie, she has a wonderful relationship with her husband. And how many years now have you been together, Sadie? We just had our 11th wedding anniversary, and we were only together just under a year before that. So we've almost 12 years that we've been together. And number of kids? Three. Just three, huh? Just three. (laughs) Do we have a guppy and a gerbil and a dog and a cat or... (laughs) No, I, I could actually tell you the really horrible story about that. We had um, the girls had dwarf hamsters, and our cat murdered both of them. And so I kind of said, "No more, no more pets." My um, my littlest one is so anxious for a pet. She'll be three at the end of September. She picks up dead flies or dead bugs that she finds, and she calls them her pet. And I think, well, that's about as far as you're going to get with a pet. So I'll just let her, I'll just let her do it, even though it's super gross. Because you know what? I'm, I, the pet would die from me this time because I'm at the max of what I can handle with just my my three little monsters that I already have. So. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So that's some of the so, practicality of parenting. You just have to know what your limits are. Absolutely. Well, and, and and choosing the limit and the boundary of what you're willing to accept and receive from the kids because, you know, the one thing I do know, my kids are a little bit older and, and uh, they are, they're facilitating me with a lot of change and getting me out of certain mindsets. So I, I'm a, I thank them for that constantly because they remind me of, you know, mom, we could change your point of view on certain things. It's like, yeah, okay. Don't you love it when they throw your own tools back in your face? Yeah, I was going to say, thanks, guys. Uh, Don't Mm -hmm. don't I say that to you? (laughs) Yeah. So, yes, it's a lot of fun. So I wanted to ask you, Sadie, because I I know um, over the years when we've talked there's, you know, within a marriage and with kids and, and all the the sort of push and pull energy that you have as a mother, you know, when you're having a business and then you have a relationship with your husband and then you have your children and then you have your extended family and your friends and you have this energy of being sometimes pulled in different directions. How is it that you've been able to create this generative, creative relationship for yourself and I mean it obviously it's it's not happened overnight it's something that's continually shifting and changing if you could give sort of a couple of tools or or things that you've used in order to move that relationship forward for yourself yeah well one of the first things I just want to mention is that um, it takes two to tango right and so you can be a space that invites someone else into more of who they are into maybe quote, the more positive attributes that they have that maybe aren't showing up based on how we behave with them. But um, but that's not to undermine the fact that my husband, and just because of the person that he is, is just a phenomenal person. He's just really, really amazing. And we even joked, you know, along the way, I go off and I spend thousands of dollars taking these classes and and, you know, I come home and we talk about stuff and he gets it already. So he already is just a humanoid of magnitude that really gets, he just has an absolute, you know, people have, they tend to have certain abilities in certain areas. Um, and his is definitely personal relationships, interpersonal relationships. So he he's a great facilitator for me in a lot of ways with um with looking at what I'd like to change, how I'd like to actually be more kind, more giving, more um, more of everything that I actually already be. But um, so just an acknowledgement of that is, you know, I'm not saying that I didn't help create that, 
And I'm also acknowledging that I had a really good substrate to work with um, as we created this relationship together. So that is an acknowledgement to him, you know, because I really couldn't, it's not that I couldn't have, there would have been different challenges over the years had I been with a different person, but that goes said across the board. But cool. um, but one of the things that um, that we've really both realized the last few years is we kind of as women buy into this idea, maybe we've seen our mothers do it, we, maybe we've seen our friends do it. It's become really obvious to me when um, when women that I know have fallen into the trap of the naggy wife. And I got to tell you guys, the naggy wife doesn't work. It doesn't matter what you think you're going to change from being naggy. I can guarantee you it is going against the flow of the direction you would like your relationship to be going and you would like your home life to be going. And so, um, Oh, so you're saying that if you're like, Hey, Fred, uh, you haven't done this and this, like what the heck? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't work. Or if you, um, yeah, it just doesn't work. It, it, there's nothing about passive aggression with a man that is actually generative for your relationship at all. So, I mean, that's not necessarily a direct tool from access consciousness. That's just something that I've realized in my relationship with my phenomenal husband is that he really doesn't mind if I ask him to do stuff at all. Most men don't. They'd much rather you just say, hey, babe, can you take out that garbage? Hey, babe, I'd love it. And if they don't respond well to that, why would you not um, look into how they might respond better? Like put your hand on their leg. Hey, you know what's so hot? is when I see you lift up that garbage with your sexy muscles and take it outside. <laughs> oh, they might know you're manipulating the hell out of them, but they love it anyway. They eat it up because they need to be nurtured as much as we do. And dare I say, they might need it a little bit more even. Well, okay. And thank you for saying that. So what I'm aware of and having raised a son and having two brothers is there is this, in this reality where... It's showing the emotions, showing showing uh, the need for touch, the need for acknowledgement, uh, the need for the caring and kindness in this male machismo sort of environment that they may be raised in, that that actually gets repressed and that they respond to uh, it, that they their their body actually almost cringes to the energy of the naggy mum. So if you have a son, and and I have a son, and, and the energy of, you know, if you don't do this, this and this is going to happen. And I remember being the naggy mom to my son. And so when you move that energy into now as an adult, and then they have a girlfriend or a wife or a fiancé or whoever it is that's in their life, and that energy comes up, it reminds them of their mother, which yep. is such a, it's a, such a turn off. Ladies. Well, it's a weird twist, actually, because sometimes they think they actually like that. It's familiar, so they're drawn to it, and they're repelled by it at the same time. So I actually have noticed it creates this really interesting, conflictual universe with men, yes. where it feels like home to them when they create their home life. And it's, I'm looking at, actually, the relationship with a lot of my friends and their husbands, and I've seen so many people that I know fall into this pattern of, the naggy wife that's also just like the mom and the man falls into it because that's what's familiar to him and that's what he thinks home life is like because that was his reference point for home life. And at the same time, the distance that it creates between the two of them when 
they don't feel nurtured, they don't feel respected, they don't feel like they feel like they're being treated like a child. Yes. And I got to tell you, that does not bode well for your sex life. It doesn't bode well for your man nurturing you too. It just is a creation of a really interesting energy of um, it's like artificial closeness with the energy of separation. Yes, and it's also it's also in a sense uh, it's demasculating and and almost cutting the guy off at his balls, so that you know how can I possibly get excited about being with you when you make me feel like the little boy that gets into shit and gets into trouble every time I come home from work and I haven't done this and I'm completely disappointing and I can never meet your expectations and on and on and on and it's that energy of what can I do to please you and yet every time I think I'm about to do something to please you, you knock me down again. Yeah. And and so that's, and, and yet for some, like you said, it's they respond, but it actually doesn't make them feel yummy and great and and strong and machismo and wanting to, to take care of you as the man in the life. He actually right. feels like you're wearing the pants and he is, well, he doesn't even know what he's wearing. <laughs> and you're not actually, and you're not, and if you look at it's not actually benefiting you either. In the immediate moment, we think it's actually doing something for us. But what it's really doing is knocking the knees out from underneath your relationship. And men will deal with it differently depending on what kind of personality they have. So, for example, my husband tends to be an avoider. So if he, if I'm passive aggressive with him or if I act like his mom in any way, he shuts down and just doesn't even pay attention to me. And that's his mechanism because when he was a kid, that's what he did. His mom was very passive aggressive and, she, you know, she wasn't loud or mean or unkind, but she did a lot of... I'm disappointed or, you know, cry to get him to be how she wants him to be. So if I do anything similar to that, it just, it's like a switch that he just turns me off. He just totally cuts off his awareness of me. And um, and some men are the opposite where they get pissed and they start getting cranky and bitch back at you. Um, my husband has a good friend of his and we've watched the dynamic with him and his wife and they bicker all the time. But how much of that bickering is that anger that it brings up in the man in the relationship when he feels like she's constantly nagging him, taking him down? So, I mean, it's just it's it's always about how you are being, not necessarily what's wrong with them. So I think so many relationships, if we look at what's what you're creating, what you're choosing, that's creating what's showing up. That gives the guys a real um, a reference for it gives you a reference for where you can actually have the potency to change what's showing up yeah yeah and 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 thank you for that i i i'm also aware when when and and i've done this in my previous relationship where you were consistently in in your mind you're thinking i'm i can't rely on this person for this and yet i will try asking another time for the tenth time maybe they're not hearing me and what it and and i didn't have the tool of actually asking with kindness and asking it in another way and empowering them to do it in their way, not necessarily what I would think would be the right way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not that anybody else has ever done that, right, Sadie? Never, never, <laughs> yeah. never, never being the control freak of magnitude. Oh, and, and I am the control freak of magnitude. <laughs> yeah. I even, my yeah. husband and I, even for as great as it is, he still will only vacuum when I'm gone because. If we're if I'm around, he feels like I'm always standing over him. He can never do a good enough job. 
So that and that happened early on. That was a poison that I that I drippled into our relationship early on where it was like, you know, he was proactive about cleaning and, you know, doing things around the house. It was a it was we shared those jobs, but I would go behind him and like be huffy and clean up, you know, what he didn't do and then so he felt disempowered by that. And so even to stay, I can see the remnants of what that created, you know, 12 years later. And it's not a generative thing. And so it's just like with our kids, not to say that men are kids, but, you know, when we look at our kids, when we're teaching them how to do something, if we go behind them and clean up after them or do it over again, do they then want to continue to do it in the future? Yeah. Probably not. And so why would we think that these guys are any different? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. And, and. So all the, and this is a clearing that we use in Access Consciousness. It's called from the clearingstatement.com. So it sounds like a bit of gobbledygook, and and and, but it does actually clear the energy around whatever that resistance is that's coming up for you. And and uh, for those of you that are judging yourself for having done any of this and are are recognizing that you are doing this currently know that you can choose to change it and there's no time like the present. So uh, everywhere that you are are projecting uh, your and expectations towards your significant or insignificant or yummy or enjoyable other or whatever you're calling the other person in your life and, and just know that you can destroy and uncreate all that energy. Um, and if you'd like to, you can say yes. Times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys, and beyonds. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we are going to just take a quick break, and when we come back, uh, Sadie Rose Lake and I will talk about a creative and generative relationship that can turn on your mind-body business and uh, bring some sexy back into your life. Do you know that by unlocking your self-imposed prison of shit, you can find an easier way to create the life you always knew was possible? Tuning in to Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett, you will receive tools and inspiration to remove the emotional and physical baggage you have carried around with you for years. Are you willing to go forward into your new life? Listen to Infinite Energy's radio show. Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on atizen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. 
Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? This is Infinite Energy's radio show with empowering coach Lisa Bennett. To participate in the program today, please call in the U.S. 815-880-8255, in Canada 613-800-8736, in the U.K. 033-0001-0625, or you can Skype us at atizen.fm. You can ask or comment by email by sending to Lisa at lisabennett at iCloud.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello everyone. I am actually really excited today. We are talking about generative creative relationships and what turns on your mind, body, and business with Sadie Rose Lake, who is my guest, who is... Where are you? Are you at home, Sadie? Or I'm at you... home in Spokane, Yay. Washington. Yeah. Y- Yahoo! Yay! <laughs> and yeah, so Sadie, Sadie and I have known each other over the years uh, and have gotten closer. We've met in different parts of the world at different classes uh, working with uh, Access Consciousness and and Sadie is a mom of beautiful kids, three, and has a yummy relationship. And uh, so we just, when we were chatting uh, about a week ago, we were talking about what we could create with regard to um, a fun show. And it, it relationship was one of the ones that popped up for both of us. And, and uh, so thank you for, for joining us. Now, I just wanted to ask you, are there any classes right now that you are facilitating in Spokane? I have my schedule open. You know, I've been taking so many classes this summer. I taught a foundation level one in um, May and June. And then since then, it's like, you know, you can only, well, at least for my, what I've created up until this point, can kind of only be gone for so many weeks out of the month. And so between going to advanced body class in Denver in June and then going to Symphony of Possibilities in Denver again in July and then heading off to Costa Rica for the last basically third of this month, I don't have even have anything on the books, but I am planning to do a foundation level one <clears throat> somewhere in the Pacific Northwest in October. I just don't have the dates and the location nailed down yet, but so much fun. I'm, you know, Spokane is um, is a great city, and I I really do love living here. And it hasn't always been the easiest place to build a you know a a market for access based classes. And so Cara Wright and I are actually getting ready to start doing um, an access-based book club where we're just going to go meet at different fun places. Spokane has so many cute bars and cafes and things like that, so we're, the idea is we're going to start doing that and just play and go sit and have a beer and talk about the books, and so looking to actually be more fun about it instead of it always being such a serious thing. But I do one-on-ones with clients now, especially with my littlest one getting to the age that I can have her be other places. I'm excited to be delving a little bit more into my one-on-one business, and uh, so that's kind of fun. Awesome. Well, yay. And and it's actually, do you not find it really fun when your kids are at a certain age that you're able to uh, even perhaps put a little more energy into your romantic side of your relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, even the fact that they're home over the summer and, um, you know, just being at home with them during the day and the bickering and fighting that inevitably happens with little kids, 
Um, I have noticed it has had a damper on my, you know, romantic side. And it's, it's what if that's not a problem? You can say it. You can say your sex life. <laughs> yeah, and my libido personally, because at the end of the day, you know, I do just feel drained. But, um, but one of the things I've been realizing lately is for women, what if actually that – what if that doesn't necessarily need to change, but what if we actually allowed the men in our lives to be that nurturing that we're not getting? We, I, I know for years I came at it from this point of view of I'm so drained, the kids, you know, and I was and I still am, the kids, you know, they can contribute to you and it still can be hard when you listen to the shrill voices of screeching and screaming all day. So um, what if actually we dropped our barriers and let our men nurture us the way we have been nurturing everyone else? What if we actually were willing to, instead of seeing our men as one more need that we had to fill, what if we actually dropped our barriers and let them dote on us? You know, it's it's funny because they want to do it. I mean, especially those women out there that are with men that are actually kind and caring and, you know, those humanoid men who do have that tendency to want to... I don't want to say coddle you because that sounds a little suffocating, but really that want to, you to be happy. Maybe they just need to know how to do it. Well, and and what if the the energy of a full day with being with screaming kids and then having that kind and caring, nurturing person in your life who wants to contribute to you and your body isn't actually you coming from the the mindset or the space of, oh, it's one more thing that energetically is going to drain me, but what if it's actually one more thing that's going to add to my body and to increase my energy? And, and you know, in this reality, a lot of people look at having sex as something that's exhausting and draining and, and that it's work and so for those of you that look at it in that mindset if you'd like to change that up and destroy and uncreate that please and you can say yes yes (laughs) (laughs) let's destroy and uncreate it right wrong good bad pod pock all nine shorts boys and beyonds and what if this is just actually it's like plugging in and getting like a re-energizer and it's just another way of considering that you're copulation with the other individual is actually contributing to your body and and energizing you and like you said it's that nurturing and kind and beautiful energy and men do want to meet our needs and so in, instead of coming from a place of judgment and and you don't understand and you don't get it and this is so hard and I'm pulled in 20 different directions and I've got this going on and this going on. Instead of coming from that energy and just saying, what can we do that would be a contribution to both of us tonight? And I've booked a babysitter, so what can we do? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and just creating that. Um, I, I, I really feel that, that that in itself can shift so much and add so much to a relationship. I, I agree with that. I do want to kind of backtrack a little bit, though. There were some questions and comments in the chat room that I'd love to circle back around to because there is there is an interesting um, – and look, we're already counting down to the next break. Gosh, the shows go so fast. So I know they what do. What Rioja was saying we was – We don't have new- to take another break. We, can t- we, can take, we don't have to do that break. We can, Let's we just can see where going. we get. Let's yeah. just see where we get to. So she was saying, you know, there's some resistance coming up when we were talking earlier about, you know um, – 
not being naggy and letting the men kind of choose for themselves and be proactive. And one of the things that I remember doing early on in my marriage is um, I would get really annoyed. You know, my husband would get up in the night to pee and then you know, once a week when I go to clean the toilet, there'd be a pee dribble down the front of the toilet and it's sunk. <laughs> and I mean, this is, you know, we're brand new. He'd lived with his guy friends for the previous, you know, however long, seven or eight years up until that point. He is totally clueless that this occurred. And for like months, I was just pissed off about it. And I hated cleaning because I felt like he peed all over everything and he didn't even care that I was the only one that cleaned it. But he just was not even aware of that. So I remember in our first little piece of shit house that we lived in, I remember taking him into the bathroom, making him get on his hands and knees and showing him, not in like an aggressive, passive aggressive or rude way. It was more like, look, this is what I've been talking about. And I know you're not the kind of guy that thinks his wife should have to clean up his piss off the toilet, right? You don't <laughs> look at me that way. I'm not the maid, right? And you don't want me to be the maid. You want me to, you know, this is a working relationship here so but I just want to make you aware that this is what I get upset about because I feel like when you're not being aware of it that is in a sense assuming that I'm going to clean up after you and I, I don't think that that's something that you want either and he was dumbfounded he didn't even know that that happened and so it was like how many times do we just go into something like that I mean that's a really gross example but assuming oh, it's very that, visual though I love it yeah and it's like even things like socks on the floor or towels on the floor or things like that, what if what if they don't actually realize that that bugs us, but then when we're pissed off about it, they actually tune out to what we're saying anyway. So all they feel is friction. They don't actually hear our words. No. They go into their little shell and they don't even realize what we're talking about sometimes. They're in such defense mode. So what could be different if we actually let down our barriers and show them the vulnerability of when you leave your towel on the floor, first of all, it starts to smell moldy, which makes our house stink. I don't think you like that either. And I I don't know if you realize this, but when you do it, it makes me feel like you're doing it on purpose because I'm the only other one here to pick it up. Yeah. So I don't think you want to be insinuating that I'm going to pick up your towel, but when you don't be aware of it, that's what ends up creating. And then I feel upset because I feel like you're treating me like a maid yeah and it's like yeah. sometimes they go oh my gosh I hadn't even thought about it because for their whole lives it never occurred to them that someone else came behind them and picked it up yeah. I know that's kind of belittling them a little bit but really a lot of times because their moms have done it for years they aren't even aware that someone else is doing it yeah they don't yeah. even realize that they leave it laying around yeah and and uh, um, as being a mother of a boy who's now an adult, I remember I was the cleaning up and because I had that mindset it was just easier for me to do it than to argue or nag or yell or whatever method I chose to use at the time and the tools that I chose or copied from my mother ahead of me. Uh, and, and if it didn't work out, then to hell with it. I'd pick it up and I'd deal with it and I'd clean it. And then I remember there was a point with my son at about age 16 and he was telling me how to do his laundry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> ah, and I thought, oh, this is interesting. Ah, I think I'll do his laundry my way. And, and I remember I shrunk one of his favorite shirts and, you know, 
that and I think I also washed something that was white with red and that turned out pink. Well, he never asked me to do his laundry again. So That's funny that you say that. So I don't know. I'll just plug my book here at this opportune moment. So I'm doing a book on parenting, and I have phenomenal – everybody who's writing in it is an access person in some way. And Glenna Rice, actually, her chapter, she wrote about one day she actually – I don't know why she did this in the first place, but she made her kids different sandwiches based on what they like. So that would never happen in my house to begin with. I'd be like, you got to like it. You got to eat it. You know, <laughs> I'm not I'm not quite that nice of a mom. But she said um, her kids had gotten the wrong sandwiches. And when they got in the car after school, there was a litany of complaints about how horrible it was to have the wrong sandwich. And she's turned her them with barriers lowered, with no defense or pissed off. She was just like, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I'm struggling here too. Do you think you can help me? How would you like this to be different? And said from then on, they made their own lunch. So what actually invitation can we be to actually being the space that allows our men to be more self-sufficient? Mm. You know, are we recreating their mothers or how would we like them to feel empowered to be? Because if they feel empowered, they'll do it. Absolutely. I mean, men, men are not as big of assholes as wives try to make them out to be. Absolutely. They, they just have been belittled to the point that they're defensive about everything they do and avoidant. Yeah. 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 So what, what questions can we be to invite them to actually be the greatness of men that they be and to nurture those things that we want them to yeah. be more of? Yeah. So I know we got to yeah. take a break, but. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, we're not going to take a break. We're just oh, going to keep okay. rolling. I, yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm rolling with this. So something that I'm aware of is in a conscious relationship, you're being with someone that adds to your life, a relationship mm -hmm. that works and contributes to you, and that's an, a willingness to expand your awareness so that now you're providing a foundation for who you can become and be the invitation for other people in your life who are interested in creating a conscious relationship. So for those of you that are choosing a conscious relationship or have not had one and would like to, if you could create a, and, and this is what I did a couple of years ago, I actually wrote out a list of what I would choose going forward for my next relationship or relationships, depending on, on you know, what transpires going forward in my life. And, and I, it was coming from a space of what was going to contribute to me uh, I've already had children, so I knew that that wasn't a requirement for, for my next um, relationship. And and also, would the person be willing to contribute to me energetically through my business, through my body, through my uh, children who are now um, adults? And everywhere that I was looking at that, and, and the list is, is uh, it's evolving, it changes, and uh, so for those of you that would like to, I that's been really fun. And every time someone does come into my life, I sort of do a double, I check it. I, I look at it and go, cool, you know, this person has these qualities or these traits and that is something that I desire. And then, I mean, the cool thing about it is that it can constantly change and, and, and move. And not everybody has everything. So yeah. for those of you that are looking for the Prince Charming that comes on the white horse, that's going to be the, the um, uh, man that ha that's good-looking, that's uh, athletic, that's got the big wad of money, that has 
lots of time to spend with you, that likes to do all the things that you like, just know that that isn't necessarily <laughs> this reality. And and what if the person that is in your life is adding to you in in you know eighty or seventy percent of the areas, and then you're able to get what it is that you desire from other people in your life and not... Well, and what I wanted to add to this, this is so great. I'm so glad you're saying this, Lisa. One of the things I wanted to add to what you're saying is we're not talking about compromise here. We're talking about allowance. Mm -hmm. Where can you be an allowance of where you have a conclusion about what what they should or shouldn't be and instead of being steadfastly adhere to your own conclusion that that's a requirement, you can be an allowance of where they're just different than what you've concluded is what you desire. Yeah. Because really, one thing that someone does, one, something that one woman wants from her man is totally different from what someone else wants. So there isn't this standard necessarily of a great man. It's all relative to what you desire and then also looking at what your conclusions are about what they should or shouldn't be. And so when they do seem to fall short in your own esteem, where can you actually look at being in gratitude for what they do cr- contribute? And then if if it's something that's malleable, could you actually come to them from the space of nurturing and kindness and invite them to see what would make you happy? Because I got to tell you, even for the friends that I have whose husbands are kind of aloof and unaware, at the root of it, the thing to me that makes a man a good person to be in relationship with is underneath everything else, he desires for you to be happy. He mm-hmm. loves to see you smile. He loves to see you be happy. So inviting them to see where they can contribute to you being happier, and then sometimes you know, you, they may surprise you and be willing to make more of an effort to make you happy in those areas where they aren't even aware that they're not. Or if they are, all they know is how wrong they are. They don't even know what they could or should do different. They just feel pent up and frustrated because like, oh shit, I'm getting in trouble. Yeah. So what can we be with them? Did I cut out right there? No, no, no. Oh, my, I went a little quiet on my end. What can we be with them that actually invites them to they don't they don't have a book you know we don't come with a book and we're very complicated creatures so sometimes they just need us to tell them what they can do that will make us happier and then come but the thing is underneath all of this is to come at it from honesty and not from passive aggression absolutely and if and you show up with the attitude they're you're they're not going to receive you no no their barriers are going to be up so the 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 beautiful thing about this and 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 having had a long-term relationship and now I'm in the space of being really uh for me for me to go forward in my life I had to be really aware of who I was before inviting somebody else into my life and what I was aware of and what I am aware of is you know there is that um, space in in many relationships where there's this there there's this comfort where you the the same person sleeps on the same side of the bed they have the same um, schedule they eat the same food they go out the door they drive the same way to work they they meet at the certain time for lunch and there's this sort of um, almost stagnant energy where nobody's willing to sort of shake it up and add something more and 
And so when it comes to this stage of almost retirement stage or the kids have moved away, you sort of look at the other person and go, wow, you're boring, and yeah, you're boring, and and nobody's willing to step up and say, you know, what can we do that can contribute to each other that actually lights the fire and, and creates that yearning for each other that we had when we were in our 20s and and what is it that you've life experiences that you've had separately from mine that we could actually add to each other instead of being separate and and oftentimes at, at this stage you can be so separate and had such different lives that you're almost two strangers living under the same roof and well, and so what can you know you do currently within a young youthful relationship to con- continually go with the ebb and flow of wanting to share your life experience with with the other person and changing the energy changing the pattern and keeping that that fire going and that yearning and that excitement about what that other person is doing with their career if it's a new job or 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 a new child brought into the the fold all of a sudden from you've gone from two children to three well the energy changes as you know Sadie when you go from two to three. Oh yeah everything it changes all the time it's not even just big events like that it can be yeah mundane stage in one of your jobs it can all these different things create these weird um stagnations or progressions and what i look at in the big picture is not even the specifics about what it is that's showing up it's just being willing to read the energy are we stagnant here and actually one of the things that's um interesting to note is Everyone is waiting for someone to respond to them. We're all very egocentric. Oh, he doesn't do this for me. But what would it be like if you actually went into his universe and actually went, okay, what is it that he requires? So, for example, my husband, um, the last couple years, has gotten interested in um, guns and pistols and stuff. And it's not like he's a weirdo gun guy. He has one pistol and he goes with another friend to this range and they shoot things and they do these competitions and stuff. I have absolutely no interest in that whatsoever. However, I can get excited in his world. I can step into his universe and ask him questions and I may not care at all, but if I pretend to care and at least find it in myself to, even if I'm not interested in what he's saying, be interested in him be interested in the idea that he's excited about something and nurture his excitement about it and ask pointed questions that let him know that I care not about necessarily what he's interested in, but that he's interested in, that he's happy. That feeds him and it lets, it. it's like if you were existing in two separate spheres, it's like it creates this line of energy that flows from you into their universe and it doesn't actually have to have anything to do with what the other person is choosing. It's the connection of energy, that support and that nurturing that, hey, I want you to be happy. I'm excited to see that you're excited about something. How can I contribute? What can I be? You know, And maybe there's an opportunity for you to actually step in and play along. Maybe not. And is it even required? Because when you're actually... It's the support and the connection that we usually like. That's why most couples like doing things together. That's why a lot of couples find something they can do together. It's not about whatever it is they've chosen to do or spend their time doing. It could be golf (laughs) or it could be whatever. It could even be sex. What you're actually looking at is the connection that's felt. So you don't even have to like what they like, and they don't have to like what you like. But being willing to go, I see that in order for us to have this closeness, I... 
I need to step outside of my own defense, my own comfort zone, my own bubble, and actually pinpoint into his universe and start flowing my energy there of nurturing and support and gratitude and excitement that you're excited. And that ends up being that substrate that 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 grows that connection. Even if your interests are totally different. Like Aaron loves to watch TV. I hate the television. I I literally watch less than five minutes of TV a week. I, I really never even go in there. But he loves it. So if he wants to get a bigger TV because that's what makes him happy and I don't want to spend the money on it, can I lower my barriers and see this is something that really does nurture him. He's a guy. He comes home. He wants to turn off his brain. That's how he does it. Could I get excited for him about he's getting a new TV? You know, this is something that he loves. <laughs> he it's loves like, his gadgets. Yeah. I could sit in my own world and be like, we don't need to spend that kind of money on a TV right now. And be that bitchy wife. Or I could be like, you know what? He just bought me freaking diamond earrings. So, you know, he's willing to do it in my world. I could be willing to do it in his world. And when we are willing to go into the other person's universe and nurture them the way they require it, yeah. usually they do it in return. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, you know, it's it's thank you for this. It's, uh the the in the man's world and I and I joke about this. I'm I've got some classes coming up. I I wanted to share. I have Liam Phillips coming to North America. He's coming to Canada, and we're going to do some classes together. We're going to do Foundation Level One, and we are also doing um, a relationship class. And Curing the Incurable is the other one, and uh, my uh, Creating Conscious Spaces. So we've got a, like a little bit of a a one month of of creating some fun classes and playing together so I want you guys to stay tuned for for what's coming up uh it's going to be fun <laughs> and I Liam and I laugh all the time because it's it's funny the male the the, the relationship for a man is they want to provide and protect they want to know that when you're with them that that you're they're providing that safety net they want to protect you they want to uh, sort of care for you they want to know that you are in their eyes everything that a man is and so would you be willing to allow the man to see himself through your eyes and and letting him know that if it's something like picking his socks up or his towel and 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 saying you know when you bend over and pick those up that really turns me on yeah exactly (laughs) men want to turn you on it's really simple ladies they they really want to know that whatever they're doing is is actually contributing to to him and they want to problem solve so speaking their language yeah it's it's really tell him exactly what you want and the word exactly is key here. They do mm-hmm. not read between the lines. There's no way. No. None. So when a man comes home from work and he's, I'm tired, and then I have, I have people that call me up and go, Lisa, he said he's tired. I go, yes, that's because he is. Okay, here's, the, here's what I want to interject. Okay, and I love that Rioja is actually, Rioja, you are being the perfect yeah kind of standard response for most women. And yeah. so Rioja's in the chat room. She's saying, you know, but how is it, how come the women always have to be the ones to go to them? I'm just saying both parties feel like you're the one that has to do it and both of you are resisting doing it. 
So if you were to, have you ever been the one, and I'm just using it as an example, but anyone who's listening, to lower your barriers and reach out first. So when your man comes home and he's tired, I will give you the first tool to play with. Go to him on the couch, unbutton his pants, and give him a blowjob. And be like, <laughs> I, I am not even joking. You think that I'm trying to be funny or sexual. I'm saying, first of all, sexual nurturance is the number one nurturance on a man's list. So if you can go to him, meet him I'm in his world. I'm just getting feedback from everybody right now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go in, meet him in his world. He's too tired to do anything for you because both of you are coming from this defensive place of why do I have to be the one? What if just even once you tried this, you go to him, you give him the blowjob, and you just sit there next to him and rub his chest afterwards and say, I just am so grateful for you, and I've been just realizing how wonderful you are, and I just wanted to do this because I just love you so much. I can guarantee you the next day that he would do something in return. I am, And I'll use myself as an example. Last year when I got back from Costa Rica after facilitators, I had, you know, came home, was so excited to see my husband, and we had phenomenal sex. The next day he went and bought me a new car. Okay. Then, just a few weeks ago, I, I was willing to totally lower my barriers and nurture him with these various sexual cool. gifts. He went and bought me a new laptop the next day. So it may not be that your, your man goes and buys you things, but he may pick up his own towel. You know, he may pick yeah. up his socks. He may put his cup in the sink or in the dishwasher instead of just leaving it on the counter. He may be more mindful about what you require because he sees that you made the effort to go out of your way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So everywhere that this is bringing up resistance to women saying, why is it that I'm always the one that has to perform or contribute or wherever that is, would we like to all destroy and uncreate that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And instead of going into the wrongness about feeling that you're the c contribution or, or, or the doer, you, the man knows when your energy is coming from one of, if I do this for you, maybe this will happen, as opposed to lowering your barriers and really coming from a kind, caring, nurturing space. And as, as Sadie said, to actually step into their world and look through the world through their eyes and, and, and actually get a sense of what it is that's going to contribute to their body. And even while you're doing this, you can say, you know, what would really contribute to me? And then you can, you know, say two or three things, and I can guarantee the energy is going to start to shift. And the more you play with this energy, and it might be new for some of you, the more it's going to be a contribution to you in the long term. It just That's is. totally true. That was, I was going to say some of the same stuff. It's like, there's a diff, there's a different energy, and Rioja, I also get that you're a little bit different here because I can perceive that you are doing it out of kindness and generosity and just wanting to be present. So maybe he, maybe you just need to ask him to step up more. <laughs> maybe he just needs to know that there are little things he can do. Um, I, and and, for, it's and, not, and I, that could be just specifically asking for what it is you desire mm -hmm. while you are actually giving him the blowjob. Yeah, or yeah. or even not, or even or, just a different time, totally separate yeah. and saying, you know, like we were talking about earlier. But um, for a lot of women, 
they're they're so their men are so closed off to this energy exchange they have shut down for so long that it may take a little more nurturing and you know maybe there are some good conversations that can be had letting them know what you would like to receive from them but like um lisa was saying you know coming at it from the space of expecting that if you do this they're going to do that that is not what i'm talking about that doesn't actually create the energy it's coming from the space of true vulnerability and i i just want to reach out to you and you know offer these things to you and it, it i it, i'm saying it does take a little bit for them to come around sometimes they're deep in those shells they have shut down for years they had a mom nag the shit out of them everything is made made a wrongness about men so what what can what space of rightness about who they be and what they be and what they're showing up as already can we be that actually invites them back out of that defense invites them out of that shell cool yeah cool cool you know i sadie and i could continue to talk about this for quite a long time and and this might be part one <laughs> of a few of these shows uh it's it's creating a conscious relationship and, and also being the invitation for those men that have never had one and and be willing to not facilitate but being being completely in allowance for knowing what else is possible and know that that if that's if if you're the, the individual that can, can actually be the gift in, in their lives uh, they're going to be willing to want to step forward and know that there's something that you're gifting them, that's contributing them, that's valuable to their lives. And and for those that aren't willing to receive, then that then you ha- can be willing to step away and know that they've reached whatever it is that they've reached. But know that it's it's sort of like a point of no return if 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 they're not willing to choose it. And Perhaps it's not a conscious relationship that you want with that individual. Um, but know that you can invite that into your life and design your life in such a way that this can be one more thing that you're adding. And I I really would encourage you, there's going to be more uh, of this and classes coming up. Check out my uh, website, infiniteenergies.ca, or you can email me, lisabennetts at icloud.com. I'd be more than happy to answer any questions, uh, listen in on a to zen.fm on any of my previous shows. I'm always playing with energy. And thank you, Sadie, for joining us today. Take care. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for choosing to listen to the Infinite Energies Radio Show. Lisa Bennett will return next Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, 9 a.m. Pacific on a to zen.fm. We look forward to having you join us and share the changes you have begun to make. Have an awesome week and chat soon.